People are rolling in. We'll get it started. I can see the viewers in the bottom. I'm here with Praying Medic to have a QAnon discussion slash question and answer session. I find he's one of the biggest voices in the QAnon movement. I find him to be one of the calmest and most reasonable. So QAnon has been huge. I'm sure a lot of you know, if anyone doesn't know, you do now, or I think you probably heard it from somewhere, at least been like, who's that? It's a movement that started on the, I believe, HM message boards. There's been an anonymous poster who's been posting encrypted code links. It's turned into a research team, a, a, a worldwide movement. And my big criticism of how people have handled this as far as the skeptics, there's either been the mainstream media who wants to ruin and destroy the movement, say they're terrible conspiracy theorists. And then there's a lot of Trump supporters as well who call it a LARP and they say it's fake. And there's been a lot of beef from all sides from the left and the right and i think in order to get the truth you can't just uh attack someone you got to have a discussion i'm not the biggest uh q supporter or fan or uh, believer but i'm also not a angry person who wants to destroy everything i see the valid information i see the links you know sometimes they link to washington post to youtube so to call the whole movement a larp I, it's not my style and i i see a lot of you know, information there that's unprovable. But I'm here with Pragmatic. You can say a little bit and then we'll get into some questions. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate that. And I respect that. That that shows a lot of courage and, you know, realness. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the uh, on the broadcast. Uh, I've, as I told you before, when we talked, uh, I listened to some of your other broadcasts and I really like your work. I think you do a good job of interviewing people. I think you're open-minded. And I'm interested in sharing whatever information I have with anyone who is open-minded, who is interested in learning from me. So I'm all about teaching. I love teaching people what I've learned. And this will be a good opportunity to do that. I want to say, too, to the, to the mainstream media, to the left and to the right, you know, kind of, I'm not saying take notes in an arrogant way. I don't want to sound rude. But, you know, pay attention to a discussion because when you just say QAnon's fake or conspiracy theory, whether it's coming from the left or right, I don't think that you're convincing anybody. Like you're not telling Praying Medic and his supporters like, yo, Q is a LARP or it's fake or you guys are, and then everyone's like, all right, let's just go home now. Like, you know, they they totally disproved me. So it's like, it's it's not a good argument. There's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of people that are connecting a lot of dots. And if you, whether you wanna, I don't think you could do so by just uh, hating on people and, and not really having this discussion. On that note, I wanna say, one thing that really has bothered me from the left, I've said a lot of times on, on my, broadcasts and whatnot on, on social media. I come from, I've always been into conspiracy theories, but I've been more liberal leaning like environment and stuff. What led me away from the left besides the constant media manipulation, lies and hatred was uh, the lack of self accountability. You know, they viciously smear all dissenting opinions. I find they have an inability to like rationalize with non-believers. Now, if you don't agree with what they say, they freak out and don't want to go to Thanksgiving with you anymore. Uh, they cheer on censorship of conservatives. Like when someone gets kicked off social media, a lot of them are like, hooray, besides like Bill Mayer maybe. And uh, they alone think they are the leaders of the free world, that they're going to save all the women and children and migrants and that they're like, you know, holier than thou. I'm not saying that you or every single person who supports QAnon has gotten that way, but I do see that a lot in the movement. And I, I say that and people get mad. They call me a agent or a shill or I'm a liar. And I don't say it from a place of uh, anger or meanness. I say it as like a concern because any movement, you know, liberals 
I don't think they're bad people. I, I think they're just, they think they're doing the right thing. And I think that's the case with a lot of people who sometimes go down a weird path. So do, what do you think about that? I used to be a liberal. I was raised in a household. All my family were Democrats. My parents always voted Democrat, straight ticket. Uh, I went to a George McGovern rally back in the 70s. Uh, I went to an Al Gore rally when I lived in Tennessee in the 80s. Uh, I have most of my life been a, a liberal or a Democrat. I am not anymore uh, because, you know, life has changed things, changed my perspective. One of the things that I've recently come to understand, and this is in light of what Q has been uh, helping us uh, kind of unveil, is the idea that within the um, within society, there is an acceptable range of political views from far left to far right and everything in between, uh, including, you know, uh, libertarianism and uh, alt-right conservatism, whatever you want to call it. But there is a definite acceptable range of views within which the mainstream media, politicians, Hollywood are okay with us having discussions inside that range. As soon as you go outside that range, you are labeled as a kook, conspiracy theorist. You are labeled as crazy and it is consistent uh, it's consistent throughout the upper echelon of society they have uh, they seem to have an agenda to marginalize criticize and demonize anyone who has a view outside of that acceptable range of political views and what what I've come to, to understand about the matrix right is Q uses a lot of references to the matrix. And I believe we live in a society that is very similar to the matrix. We have been fed a narrative about how politics works, about the value of education, about the value of Hollywood, the value of you know everything in the world. It's a narrative that we've been fed. We're fed that narrative from cradle to the grave and we are allowed to have discourse and discussion inside a range of political views, religious views, whatever, you, whatever your, your thing is. The matrix depends on keeping people discussing opposing views. What, what the people behind the scenes, the puppet masters who, are, who create this matrix, that what they don't want us to do is to talk about them and what they're doing. The people behind the scenes, the people that pull the strings, the people that control the politicians, control Hollywood, the people who uh, are have the trillions of dollars and they control the banks and they control the Federal Reserve, they don't want us looking at what they're doing. So they keep us focused on our little discussions between left and right, between Protestant and Catholic, between atheist and agnostic, they, they want us uh, entertained, amused, discussing things that are more or less irrelevant and arguing with each other with inside that narrow uh, range of acceptable views. As soon as we go outside that range, they whack us hard, shame us, 
criticize us and demonize us to get us back inside that acceptable range. And when you step outside that acceptable range of views, that is when they are going to send their minions to attack you. And Q has been pulling back the curtain on the people pulling the strings and saying, look, this dichotomy of left versus right, of agnostic versus you know Christian, whatever, it is a false narrative. It is, uh, it, it's, a, it's a system that has been set up to get people to argue about things that aren't really all that relevant. I mean, spirituality to me is important. It's relevant. Uh, I like to teach on what I've learned about God. So those things are important. I believe that political views are important. But even more important is pulling back that curtain and seeing what is going on behind the scenes. And that is what Q has been helping us do. Q has been pulling back that curtain and showing us that behind that curtain is a man cranking a little machine, uh, creating this false image of the world to keep us all fighting against each other and arguing rather than uniting and pulling down the strongholds that have been set up to keep us all enslaved, we keep fighting amongst each other. And as long as we keep fighting amongst each other, their agenda is going to continue moving forward. What we need to do is unite and disempower those people and remove the enslavement, the entanglements that they have created that keep us fighting against each other, keep us propagating wars, keep us uh, getting ripped off with high taxes, uh, kept in a life of bondage where that we serve them unknowingly. A lot of good stuff in there. I really like the matrix reference and whether we're being forced to do that or it's human nature, it's hard to tell, but I think that's true. People do fight. On that note, I, I wanna say, I mean, obviously liberals hate Trump, progressives kind of know half truths and then they hate Trump, so they don't wanna really unite. And then you have conservatives, and this is kind of what I was touching on. It's like you have so many different types of conservatives from like Ben Shapiro's and Jordan Peterson's to like people who go maybe off a different tangent. But the QAnon movement seems very resentful towards a lot of conservatives. I'm not saying all the times. And maybe it's because certain conservatives are resentful towards Q. You know, I'm not saying they're innocent. But do you think because what I think is like there's certain people who play different roles. Certain people don't go as deep as I want to go or they don't cover the same things. But my analysis of it personally is like that's what they believe. And I don't think that they're always nefarious where I find that a lot of Q people in the Q movement, they attack a lot of people that I consider, you know, pretty valid and pretty honest because kind of what you're saying, they don't think that they're going deep enough. And I think the concern of me and other people is, I agree that we want to go deeper and deeper. Uh, you got to solve a problem at the roots. You can't chop at the leaves and wonder why the tree's not going anywhere. And we don't get to the root of any problem in America, in the world. We're so low level and the news is so low level. We never get deep enough. But my thought, and I think a lot of conservatives thought is some people are going deep in the wrong way or getting too broad. And then I think your thought and everyone else's thought is like, you guys are not going deep enough. So how, how would you say that Q Anon people and maybe people on the left and then the people on the right, the non-believers and haters, like how would, how would we get on the same page if everybody is constantly, you know, like it's not just, uh, it's not just the left. I don't think it's just the media doing it. It seems like human nature where like people just don't want to uh, compromise. Like, what do you think about that? 
I think we're all going to be united relatively quickly because there are some events that are going to transpire that are going to make the truth painfully obvious to everyone, left, right, and middle. Hey. That is coming. Uh, I believe, I believe we're going to see thousands of arrests of high level people in government, in corporate America, around the world in corporations, in the church, in Hollywood, in education, academia. We're going to see a lot of people arrested for corruption. When that happens, that is going to cause a whole lot of people to reassess what they've believed, what they've thought is true, how they have understood society, what they believed about these institutions. That is coming. I think it's coming a lot sooner than most people realize. And when it happens, it is going to be a big red pill, an uncomfortable red pill a lot of people are going to have to swallow. And look, I don't agree with the way a lot of Q followers uh, are always attacking people. Attack this person, attack that person, attack this person, attack that person. I, I, I like to have a little bit of fun trolling uh, people like John Podesta and <laughs> uh, you know Eric Holder or big name people on Twitter, blue check marks, who uh, seem to have some fear about what is coming. Podesta was on Twitter yesterday uh, getting prepared for the Pizzagate uh, attacks that are coming. He knows. He's trying to get ahead of a news cycle. I think Podesta knows that the arrests are coming. He's trying to get ahead of a news cycle. I think Comey knows arrests are coming. He's trying to get ahead of a news cycle. He's putting out his PR to, to solidify the, both of them, their base of support. I saw that Samantha Power was tweeting the other day. Uh, you can regularly see people like that former Obama people, they're on Twitter trying to solidify their base of support because they know things are about to get very real. Matt Whitaker, as acting attorney general, I believe, is going to unseal a bunch of indictments, is going to allow for the prosecution of the Clinton Foundation to roll out. And when that happens, all those people are going down. When what do you that event happens, the Clinton Foundation is this spider web of corruption around the world. It's it's hard to find politicians, global politicians and nonprofits and people in Hollywood who are not connected to the Clinton Foundation. When that spider web comes down, it is going to take a whole lot of people down with it. And that is the event that's coming that I think will unify a whole lot of people behind the realization that, wow, this is this system has been corrupt, a lot more corrupt than we knew. And that will, I think, bring the unity that people are looking for. Uh, I think eventually the truth sets in, the truth ages well. So whatever the truth is, the universal truth, regardless of my opinion or conservatives or yours or say Q's or anyone's like the truth will conquer. And I've seen even from when I was young, people like a Trump or an Alex Jones that they would have called a conspiracy theorist are winning in, in the White House. So it's a pretty incredible time, clearly. There's red pills all over the place and people can't handle. For me, it's not that difficult because although I was maybe misled at times, I always knew the whole system was kind of a matrix. But I would say as the counter argument, I don't, um, you know, if it happens, that's great. You know, I hope that true criminals uh, get put to justice if there's disprovable crime that's literally, un, uh, you know, I guess, 
controvertible or un, uh, un, unchallengeable, whatever. Uh, but this is the same thing that liberals and Democrats would say to Trump. You know, they say kind of the same argument that you say as far as he's tweeting a lot. He's guilty. Me personally, looking at everything, I think what they're trying to, you know, accuse Trump of doing is things that they've done themselves and they don't have any evidence. But do you think that that's kind of the same argument that they think? Like they think he's going to jail tomorrow because he tweets a lot. So that's yeah. that's their argument. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's understandable for enemies of Trump to look at him tweeting frantically about the Mueller investigation, calling it a witch hunt for the last six months and say, oh, he's worried. He knows he's going to jail. Right. That's why he's tweeting. It's absolutely understandable for them to take that view. Um, I personally think they're wrong. <laughs> the, the mainstream media has been portraying this narrative that Trump is frantic. The walls are closing in. Uh, Mueller is about to nail Trump. Look, you know, they got Flynn. They got Manafort. They got uh, Papadopoulos. All of Trump's surrogates are all getting arrested. Trump's next. Right. That's the narrative that uh, the mainstream media wants people to believe. Uh, I, I suspect the mainstream media knows that narrative is not true, but you know they're paid to put out that narrative and they're welcome to push that narrative as long as they want. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect, I suspect uh, Mueller himself will end up going to Gitmo. That's, that's uh, a bold prediction. I'm kind of on the fence of like, I just don't, I would love to see people that did provable crimes that are very bad, worse than what Trump did. Or if Trump truly did something horrific and sold out to Russia, like that's fine. He can go to prison. I just personally have seen no evidence for that. And all the evidence leads in the other direction. But um, I, I can't say I'm as confident or sure as you like, I, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. But you know, as far as is it going to get ugly and weird? It's got to. I mean, you got two sides bubbling up. You have the media and the left saying that Trump's going to jail any day. You have the Q and honor saying that, you know, they're going to jail. And then you move right, right from there or left from there. And then you got your conservatives that are like, maybe then you got your, uh, you know, like my friend Jared Beck, who's like F Trump. He's he's a sellout. And then you go like there's the spectrum. So something is going to happen for sure. The big drop is coming. The question is like, this chess game, you know, and, and you seem, you know, pretty, pretty confident that, I mean, I, I can't say I, I agree, but we'll see. Time tells all. I don't know that I think that like tens of thousands of people are going to jail. Sounds like um, justice being brought to a world that there was, has been no justice in. I've never seen a politician or a millionaire uh, go to prison for anything. I've read some of the most disturbing, disgusting articles and they always get away scot-free. I mean, how, how sure are you that it's going to happen? And this will uh, this will age well or it won't for either I, of us. I would, I would bet a check with a lot of zeros on it. <laughs> I, I personally think in the in the age of information and cell phones too, um, I don't know how you could do a lot of terrible things and get away with it, especially now that they're not winning in the world. You know, I think they didn't win the election and they banked on winning the election. Macron, uh, you know, their buddy's not doing so well. Merkel stepping down. Canada's going right. Bolsonaro's winning. Like I, I you know, these and people May, is, May is right now. They're doing a vote of no confidence on May uh, as we speak, I think. So we'll see I, how that shakes out. I think their time is done and, and numbered for sure. I guess where I differ is like, do I think that anyone's going to go to prison over anything that they've done or over their, you know, failed leadership or maybe war agenda or maybe perhaps far sinister? 
I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'm not, I'm not a hate. I'm not saying like, I'm not one of those people. It's yeah. never going to happen. Well, I think something has to happen. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how they could pressure Trump this long and he's just going to sit there if they've really done terrible things. Yeah. It's, it's natural and it's understandable to be skeptical about corrupt politicians being prosecuted because we have been programmed our entire life by watching corrupt people skate and not be uh, prosecuted, we have just had this programming that tells us they'll never be prosecuted. Nothing will ever happen. Nothing will ever change. Uh, they'll always get away with it. They'll always skate. So we tend to expect that what has happened in the past is going to happen in the future. I don't but disagree, maybe, but I think uh, I think maybe a few people will get held accountable. I just don't know if I think well, tens, yeah, tens, I mean, of, tens of thousands of people. Harvey Weinstein. Right. Or you get someone like that who gets arrested or you get a who is that the speaker of the house years ago who was uh, sent away to prison for uh, pedophile charges. Every once in a while, you'll get a person in the system who is a big name who goes away. Right. But the, the thing to me that signals that things are about to change, Trump was an outsider. And from the moment he got in office, from the moment he actually began to get close to getting the nomination, the mainstream media turned against him. Politicians on both sides of the aisle turned against him. It was obvious that the status quo, the system, did not want Trump in that White House. No, I agree. I, I agree. Why, a thousand why does nobody on either side of the aisle and the mainstream media and the intelligence communities, why did they all come out? in unison voice hating on Trump, why have they done everything possible to try to destroy him? Because he's an outsider. They created an intelligence gathering apparatus, the CIA, FBI, NSA, to gather everyone's intelligence, to gather everyone's communications, emails, phone calls, text messages. They created an apparatus that gathers everyone's private information and the rule that they put in place was an outsider could never get a hold of that information because if an outsider ever got control of that information, they would have information that could arrest all those people. So the rule was we're going to create this and we're always going to have someone in charge who can be blackmailed, who is loyal to the system, who will not let that information be used against anyone in the system, any of the players. That is why no one has ever been prosecuted of any significance. Um, I it's agree. always it's they created a system that protects people in the system on both sides of the aisle and in Hollywood. Trump came in, got elected, and now he has control of all that information. His attorney general, his FBI director, have the ability to prosecute people based on all the information that they've got. And I believe that Trump is going. Trump has promised. People for the last two years, Hillary's going to get locked up. He goes to the rallies and people are chanting, lock her up. Okay. For Trump to allow that to continue and then not have her prosecuted, Trump would have zero chance of getting reelected in 2020 if Hillary does not go to jail and a lot of other people. So Trump has, when he tweeted out that meme with, Clapper and Loretta Lynch and Obama and Hillary all behind bars. And the meme was, when do the trials begin for treason? Trump <laughs> retweeted that meme. He I saw was it. telling them, you are all going to jail. All right. 
for Trump to excite his base with that kind of a tweet and then not follow through and not prosecute those people, he would have zero chance of getting reelected. So Trump has been signaling to, to them and to his base what is going to happen. That's that's just part of the reason why I believe that that, that arrests are going to happen. I, I don't I don't disagree with almost all of that. I for sure think he's an outsider from the banks to the Democrats, to the Republicans. I mean, of course, he has relationships where he he finessed it and obviously won. Like that's a so many people on the on the progressive left say, oh, I'm like, dude, no one else could have pulled off what Trump did. How are you going to hate on that? Like no one else is strong enough or smart enough or got in enough. But I do think he's an outsider. I do think all of that stuff's valid about collecting information. I do believe from war crimes from the Republican Democrat Party to like a failed agenda and whatever the heck they were doing with the whole UN, EU, like let's flood Europe and America with with uh, refugees who don't like America or Europe. I agree that Trump totally smashed that and he's a revolutionary for it. I guess I just think if anything, and I, you know, I think, a, I, and I do think eventually people are going to not age well in history. My question is though, do I think it's going to be one, two, three, four, five people who kind of are the fall people? I, I, I don't know if I, I believe 10,000 people are going to go to prison. And I don't even know if people get held accountable to what extent they're going to do. Are they going to get thrown in jail? To me, that would be like Christmas morning. As long as they had 100% verifiable proof of things that are 100 times worse than what they, they said Trump was doing. And we can prove that. We have all the evidence and, and whatnot. I would love to see people get held accountable. But I... I you think it's going to be thousands of people? I, I don't know if I believe that, but I agree with all the whole analysis on who Trump is and what he's doing. Agreed, but yeah. <laughs> you know what? We can agree to disagree on that. That's fine. No, I mean time will tell all. And honestly, it's 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 not really if all of these people are truly complicit and doing extremely evil things. I don't I don't know that anyone of the right mind would be mad at being wrong at that. And if you know, but right. I mean, I, and that's the thing. If if uh, during prosecution, if these people are proven beyond a shadow of a doubt to have been involved in crimes against children, to have been heavily involved in blackmail, extortion, murder, you know, name your crime, if uh, they can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that these people were involved in human trafficking, that they were involved in public corruption, that has to be proven to the public in order to justify any of this. And I think that'll happen. I, I think something will happen as well. I just don't know to what extent and how many people will be held accountable. But I, I feel like we overlap a little bit there or a lot of bit and maybe, you know, a bit. Uh, but here's my thing as well. I'm uh, Time will tell all. So, you know, it's like time will not lie and uh, reality won't lie. So it is a big drop's coming soon. I think I agree on that. On that I note, I want, yeah, a big drop is coming. It's just, it's undeniable. Like everyone knows it. It's just what will that drop be? How big will it be? Uh, we will see. Stay tuned. I think Thursday will be a very interesting day. Uh, U.S. Attorney John Huber is scheduled to testify before Congress, potentially with a couple of whistleblowers on the Clinton Foundation. Uh, if that meeting is not postponed, if it goes off as scheduled, I think we'll learn at least some of what the Department of Justice has in, in mind with the Clinton Foundation. It's definitely going to be a big day. Almost every day has been a big day. That might be a bigger one, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I definitely think people are testifying and, and, and saying stuff. My question is like, have they built 
a system of like, you know, they're going to deny this forever. They got the media stuff. But overall, I, I just don't think it's working. Their ratings are losing. Their countries are falling. I, I think they're they're running out of room. I want to get on to the next thing so we have time. Uh, I want to talk about the the matrix that QAnon built in my personal perspective. Um, I think a lot of information and videos and ideas and, and dot connections and energy is, is um, going in a good direction in many ways. But I, I do feel like I, I see the world of matrixes as well. There's, you know, the, the school system, the media, people are caught in very small uh, areas. And with QAnon, I guess my concern, I'm not really that worried about it, to be honest, but my, you know, my minor concern that I want to talk about is people are caught in this sense of like, okay, big drop, trust the plan, very, very, um, you know, generalized coding or, or, or broad coding, rather is a better word, that I think magicians and, and tricksters use a lot as far as, you know, when they do things, they don't really make things disappear. It's kind of a way of presenting it so you always win. I see a lot of that psychology in QAnon, and I think it's very smart. You know, it's like the way he's built an audience from nothing is truly, clearly he's an intelligent guy or girl or entity, uh, whatever you want to say. But you got that, the very broad coding, and then you have disinfo necessary. And that's what kind of lost me. I don't I don't care if they align with 100% of my views. If, if, they, if anyone tells me, regardless, anonymous or face clear as day, you know, when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I'm right. And the fact that so many people have bought into this, I, I don't know that I think it's been a huge problem yet, but I do see people go down paths that I consider are wrong, uh, you know, or that I don't agree with. And even things that, you know, the posts have never said that people just kind of made up themselves out of the code. So that, that's my concern about that matrix. Does that worry you at all that, that people will allow him to almost say or do anything and they'll believe it? I think, uh, it, it, you have a, a valid uh, concern or objection, and I would love to talk about that because I myself uh, get quite frustrated not with what Q says, but with how people interpret the things that Q says. A lot of people develop what I think are unrealistic expectations, false assumptions, false conclusions, uh, kind of wrong thinking about what Q's operation is all about. And they go down all these strange rabbit trails that, and they always end up being disappointed, uh, you know, just kind of frustrated with how this is all working out and never seems to come to fruition the way they expect. First thing to know about Q is you have to manage your expectations and there is no disappointment without expectation. I keep my expectations of Q pretty low uh, I read the drops, I look at the information, I, I just make notes, I make, I keep folders on my desktop, on my computer of the drops. Uh, I have made assumptions about things that Q has dropped in the past, and I've been wrong so many times about what I thought, how it was going to play out, only to find out months later, it played out, it did play out, if you look back at what Q said, it played out, but not the way I expected it to. It played out in a different way. Do you That's think that a lot of people have a problem with is they they tend to read into Q's drops how they think it's going to play out. And when they're wrong, they're like, oh, Q is, you know, just messing with us again. No, you, you created a narrative in your mind that you thought it was going to work this way and it didn't work that way. But and do if you, you look think back, that? you can see that Q was hinting at that subject playing out a certain way. And we just missed on how we thought it was going to work out now. Let's go back to disinformation. All right. 
Cocktail. I just want to say real quick about that before you get into disinformation. Yep. Don't you, don't you, because here's where I think, I mean, any person with a fairly high IQ could put people in this sort of matrix. I call it the yeah. fortune, oh, the, for, the fortune cookie matrix of like, obviously, if you say broad terms about people that any way it plays out, it's going to play out because yes. it's, if trust any, sessions, if he does something, it's trust sessions. If he leaves, it's trust is leaving. If, like he's, he's yeah, created no, no. a matrix of total, uh, total. I, I get you know, that. Yeah, I get that. And a very intelligent person could create a series of posts, uh, information like this, where no matter how, if you portray the information in vague enough terms, no matter how it plays out, that person can look back and say, see, I told you I was right. No, exactly. I, I get that. I, I agree. That's a possibility. And a lot of people see Q that way. Uh, a lot of people who have not actually read Q's drops assume that is how this is being done. If you go in and look at Q's drops and read everything, you'll find out something different. But a lot of people who don't have the time and the energy to go in and read all the posts, they write this off as just a magician's trick, some smart guy who is putting out a bunch of vague drops so that he can always look back and say, see, I told you. That's kind of how the Daily Beast and most of the hit pieces on Q portray this. No, but, but I'm not them. I'm not them. I'm not. I'm not uh, saying you are. But uh, I've, re I've, read, I've read a bunch of them. I've read a bunch of them, like dozens upon dozens. I've, I've followed it for a month, and I, I feel that way. So, I, you okay. know, it's not, it's not just Daily Beast. There's a lot of people, I agree, that haven't, but I have, and I still, I still feel like he's He's okay. got a magician so for let me matrix. give you some let me give you some examples uh, where that idea and the disinformation is necessary will become will become clear. All right. And that we're gonna combine this with your last question, which is what are some of the drops that Q has posted that are the most compelling? All right. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna go through and we'll kind of weave this all together. In the very in the first week that Q is posting. <clears throat> most of the posts had to do with the arrest of John Podesta, Hillary Clinton, and Huma Abedin, right? So if you go back to the last week of October, first week of November, Q is continually telling people, John Podesta, Hillary, uh, John Podesta and Huma are going to be indicted on November, I think, 3rd and 6th, and Hillary was going to be arrested. Actually, the very first drop from Q is Hillary Clinton is going to be arrested at like 8.35 a.m. Eastern time, right? So there's all these drops about Hillary being arrested, Podesta being indicted, Huma Abedin being indicted, and you know, and then as the as the days went on, Q moved out the timeline. Well, the arrest hasn't happened yet, it's been rescheduled, right? And there's all this discussion about Hillary, Podesta, and Huma Abedin being arrested. There's also drops about rioting, civil unrest, and the National Guard being deployed when those people are going to be arrested, that uh, they anticipated rioting, they anticipated civil unrest, and they had the National Guard deployed and they were gonna take care of all that. All right, that is a summary of the first week of Q's posts. Okay. On, a, on, on the note of like, you know, Podesta, Aberdeen, Clinton, these are things that Alex Jones has said for years. These are things that H.A. Goodman said for years. I'm not saying, you know, I don't know that I even agree with them as far as, you know, they're so sure of the timeline. I'm a little more skeptical as well, but it, he's not the only one that knows this stuff. You know, you combine magician fortune cookie okay. codes with okay. someone who understands what's going on. on. It's yeah. Did it happen? 
No, what them getting arrested? Yes. Uh, not that I know of. <laughs> okay, that's the point. It didn't happen. All right. Yeah. I, I'm going somewhere, so just. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm having don't, fun. Don't don't you're, you're uh, misunderstanding where I'm going. No, no, I'm go, I'm, I'm with right. you. I'm running. I'm so running there. Those arrests and indictments never happened. Uh huh. Right. Okay. Now let's just continue. So people who were following Q's posts on 4chan began to think, well, the arrest didn't happen, the indictments didn't happen, this is a LARP, Q's phony, Q is, doesn't know anything. This is just playing a game, right? And a lot of people to this day will go back and say, well, Q predicted Hillary was going to be arrested and she wasn't, and, and Podesta was going to be indicted and he wasn't. Yeah. How that happened, that proves that Q is a LARP. Okay. Let's dig deeper into that first week of posts, okay? Because right. you have to look at the entire picture if you want to see what's really going on. It is well known among people in the intelligence community that FBI agents and DOJ attorneys and CIA assets frequent 4chan. FBI Anon was posting on 4chan back in July of 2016, and I was following FBI Anon's posts. It's, it's pretty well known that people in the intelligence community, they're either lurking or posting on 4chan pretty regularly. I think they're lurking. I mean, I'm sure someone's Not posting. Sometimes, but, but, but think, they definitely lurk. We know that, right? Okay. Yeah, I would think so. It's a, it's, so, there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. I'm not, not hating on it. I'm just saying it's like that's like the, you okay. know, the web. The web where will, if you will agree with me that people in the intelligence community lurk on 4chan, then let's move forward. Yeah. So I think, I think they lurk everywhere. <laughs> they, they do because that's their job. Their job is to keep eyes on what's going on, what's happening, what's being posted, right? All right. Yeah. So think about this. If people in the, intelli in the Obama intelligence community are observing what's being posted on 4chan by Q, what are they thinking? Uh, probably like you know, these people are tracking us and they're, they're doing deep diving research on us. And then perhaps maybe certain things they're like, nah, this is not true. And then certain things probably they're like, this is true. Okay. Cause you know, there's certain clips that are like links this to things that this happen. Is, this is October, last couple of days of October, first week of November, 2017, last year, Jeff Sessions is attorney general. And I'm trying to remember when Chris Ray was appointed FBI director. I don't remember if he had been appointed yet, but Sessions is attorney general and Q is dropping these hints that people who are friendly to Obama are going to be arrested. The question you have to ask yourself if you're someone in the FBI, CIA, DOJ, NSA is, is this actually happening? Is this a potential threat? Is it potentially real that Hillary and Podesta and some other people could be arrested this week. If it is a possibility, we have to make plans to mitigate that and to maybe move people around and to counter that possibility. You have to assume if this, if these threats are being made that there's a possibility that this could actually happen. At that time, they did not know if this was actually going to happen. Looking back, we now can look back and say it didn't happen. However, at the time, 
Nobody knew whether it was going to actually happen or not. All right, so let's just move forward. So Q continues to drop about Hillary, Podesta, and Huma Abedin being arrested. On November 2nd, Q adds into that mix of posts, where did Jared Kushner go last week? Did Jared Kushner make an unannounced trip to Saudi Arabia? Why? Who did he meet with? Why did he go there in person instead of a phone call? So Q starts dropping about Jared Kushner. Here's a post from November 3rd. Why did Jared Kushner travel to Saudi Arabia recently? What is Saudi Arabia known for? Where is the biggest donations uh, originate from? Why is this relevant? What else is relevant with Saudi Arabia? Safe Harbor, Port of Transfer. Why is there a recent smear campaign against Kushner and POTUS? Why is the timing important? Who released the article? Council of Wizards and Warlocks, can it be defeated? Nice view up here. All right. So on the 2nd and 3rd of November, Q starts dropping about Jared Kushner and Saudi Arabia. What happened on November 4th? Tell me. The Saudi princes got arrested. And when did he drop it? The 3rd and the 2nd. Here's my thing with it. I'm getting playback. All right. I'm good now. Uh, I've, I've had friends since like 2008 tell me that Obama and his friends are going to get arrested. And I was like, who's Obama? I didn't even know who he was. And then I was like, oh, the guy who's smoking weed, who says he's like going to change okay. the world or whatever. But uh, here, here's my other thing with uh, Saudi and Kushner and stuff. I'm not disagreeing that there's a lot going on behind the scenes. But my, my question is, and even to you is, you know, how much of this can be done with other research? And there's, you know, people who know people. I'm not saying it's someone that's like making stuff up all the time or anything, but it's, does that prove that he's. All right. So let me answer your question. <laughs> I'm going to answer your question. All right. I'm, I'm just so, throwing some things. On this on November 2nd and November 3rd, Q starts posting about Saudi Arabia and Kushner. On the 4th, uh, the Saudi princes are arrested and Q then comes back on the board and starts asking more questions. What happened in Saudi Arabia? Arrest of cor corrupt princes? Uh, who was deployed? Was the National Guard deployed in Saudi Arabia? What force is actively deployed in Saudi Arabia now? National Guard. What are the laws in Saudi Arabia versus charged criminals uh, versus uh, the US concerning charged criminals? One information might be gained from these detainees. So Q is asking a specific question. What are the laws in Saudi Arabia about interrogating detained criminals? And what information could be gotten from those detained princes? All right, this is when the princes were being beaten and questioned, right? Yeah. We didn't learn about this until weeks or months later, but Q is telling us on the day of the arrests that they're being interrogated and they're being uh, and that some force is working with the Saudi people to do to do that. So, it wasn't released until weeks later. Uh, there was a scoop on the UK Daily Mail that uh, Eric Prince and Blackwater uh, operatives were actually in Saudi Arabia that day, helping the Saudis, helping Mohammed bin Salman interrogate. Uh, Awalid, bin Talal, and all the other Saudi princes. All right, nobody knew about that. That was not disclosed in the press until weeks later. Now, well, the pr the press is years late on. I mean, I've heard them talk about things now that I knew back in two thousand eight. Okay. That's but how how would anybody know what was going on inside 
the print, the royal uh, Saudi uh, interrogation of these of these princes. Uh, somebody in the CIA, somebody in the FBI, somebody with the contacts might have known that that was going on. That is how Q knew that this was going on. So just hang with me. So it wasn't until four months later that The Intercept broke the story about why Kushner went to Saudi Arabia in person. Nobody had reported on this. Nobody really knew why Kushner went in person to Saudi Arabia. Intelligence or, uh, broke, broke the story. And they said that he spent several nights hanging out with Mohammed bin Salman, giving him intelligence about the people in the royal family who were plotting against him to overthrow him. Okay. Now, Q had asked us before the arrest of the Saudi princes, why did Kushner go to Saudi? Who was he talking to? Why was it face to face versus a phone call? All right. So we're, we're beginning to build this little pile of evidence is like, okay, how did Q know this stuff ahead of time? Now, something to think about. If you are somebody in who is uh, a person in the FBI, CIA, DOJ, who is loyal to Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, your assets, your time, and your resources have just been spent on a week anticipating and planning for the arrests of those people in the US. And you should have been anticipating an arrest in Saudi Arabia where a whole bunch of corrupt princes, and by the way, those corrupt princes are the ones who fund US politicians. Yeah, and the tech companies, I believe. Yeah, like oh, twi Twitter. Totally Bin Talal was a major shareholder of Twitter, uh, Citibank. News Corp as well, even. Right. So those Saudi princes, they are the puppet masters. They, they have all the control, financial control of the media, of politicians. Mm -hmm. Trump's people and Mohammed bin Salman went in, took out those princes, arrested them, froze their assets, and that helped sort of begin this cascade of cutting the strings of the people who are behind all the corruption in DC. Now, because Q drew people's attention to corrupt politicians in the US and they, their operation was actually going down in Saudi Arabia, it was a distraction that diverted the attention away from where they were actually gonna do their operation, all mm. right? Disinformation is necessary. When Q says disinformation is necessary, the, the suggestion there is that they know there are intelligence operatives who are hostile to Trump, who are watching the board, and Q is having them focus on something over there while something over there is actually going on. That's the necessary part of, the, of disinformation. It's purposeful to distract people so they don't know what to focus on and who to trust. It's not just so I can, you know, Put a bunch of crap out there and then i can claim that it's true regardless of how it turns out there's actually a purpose for it well so, i think that's very interesting and valid as far as regardless of what's truly happening behind the scenes or not or what i do think that now that you say it, that QAnon, regardless of if that is its true purpose or not i do think it is a huge distraction uh for for those people because when you have information that is clearly relevant and real and there's links to real stuff and then he's talking about stuff i do think that regardless who, who it is that he probably has them on their toes and you know running in circles freaking out so i i don't think i disagree with that at all i guess my question is you know or not even question is people think that what you're describing that he's doing to them 
a lot of people think that he's doing to you is having you guys run in circles. And I, I even heard an interesting theory from someone I met in person. He's like libertarian all in his own zone. But uh, he was like, I think Q's uh, a, um, a psyop or whatever to get conservatives and Trump supporters okay with martial law. And that was a whole theory I never heard. I was like, oh, because you, you guys do seem kind of like, you know, it's, it, there might be the National Guard. That's okay. So I don't, I don't rule out that Q is the real deal and he's scrambling people. But I also, you know, what do you think if, if he was doing it to us in, in order to get us to uh, be okay with martial law? Q is a psyop. Okay. <laughs> well, I I'm, guess that's I'm something like, that all, all sides can, can agree on that. It, all sides it, can agree. Understand what the real meaning of the word psyop is, then you can see why I would say Q is a psyop. Most people use the term psyop as a term to indicate something to fake you out so you're believing the wrong thing. Okay. That's that that's not what psyop actually means. PSYOP is uh, a psychological operation. It's psychological warfare. And it involves the, the field of psychological warfare involves training, programming, and putting information out to change a person's belief system. Yeah. So it, it's okay. a PSYOP on all sides. But I so, guess, are you concerned slightly that it could be a PSYOP on, on our people? Let me let me explain. When Morpheus comes to Neo in the Matrix, Neo suspects something weird is going on with the world, and he doesn't know what it is, but he knows something is not right. Hold on Morpheus a second. Has him take the red pill, and when he takes the red pill, Neo's perception and understanding of the world completely changes. That is a psyop. One, one second, someone's someone's knocking. I gotta go. Keep keep talking. Well, okay. you can uh, yeah, talk like a minute, cool. and I'll be right back. If someone's yep. knocking on my door, uh, hold on. A psychological operation, psychological warfare, is an operation that is designed to change the way you think. All right. So in the movie, when Neo wakes up and he is out of the matrix and he's been unplugged and he's looking around at this crazy world, he has been the victim of a psyop. His perspective, his understanding of the world has been changed. Well, that is exactly what Q is doing. Q is talking to us. Q is giving us information designed to change our perspective on the world. I'll be right that back. They, they're doing like a mandatory inspection. I'll be I'll be back in like two minutes. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> I'll just keep talking. I'll keep going. So when people say Q is a psyop, they usually use it in a negative sense of the word. In actuality... Q is a psychological operation. Q's purpose is to change our perspective on the way the world is being run, to pull back the curtain, to show us what's going on behind the scenes. That is what Q is doing. If you want to call that a PSYOP, it's a PSYOP. It's a psychological operation to change the way we think about politics, about Hollywood, entertainment, academia, uh, the actors on the global stage and what their goals are and what their purposes are q is helping us see things in a different way q is helping us cut through the lies and deception in that sense in that of the word sia it, it is a sia it's a psychological operation to change the way we think um, not in a bad way i think in a good way uh, and 
for people who who write Q off as a psyop, I think those people generally, it, they're people who have not actually looked into what Q has posted. If you look into the drops, if you look into the things that Q has put out, you'll find out that uh, Q has provided a lot of information that has been pretty darn accurate and pretty scary uh, in its accuracy. Uh, I was going to give a couple more examples of some Q posts that are, are very interesting. You just kind of need to, I think, look at them. Um, back in December of last year, this one and on said, hey, I'm from SoCal. Everybody worked uh, hard to win the space program. So many people made a lot of money in the 80s, 70s and 80s until uh, it came along and Obama sold everything out and then he destroyed the space program. All right, Q responded. This was in December of last year. The space program is coming back in a big way. Space is critical to national security. The program was terminated for a specific reason. Godspeed, Patriot. Okay, that was in December of last year. In June of this year, Trump announced a bold new plan for Space Force, the sixth branch of the military. Q somehow knew that that was going to happen uh, six months before it did. Back in uh, November of last year, Q posted a drop. What is uh, the nickname for DC? Why would sealed indictments be done outside of DC jurisdiction? What purpose would this serve? So Q is hinting that a US attorney might be working outside of Washington, DC to pile up sealed indictments on corrupt people in DC, all right? Well, no one really knew what was going on back then in last November. In March of this year, Jeff Sessions announced that he had appointed U.S. Attorney John Huber to prosecute corruption in D.C. How did Q know about that back in December of, or sorry, November of last year? So these are the kinds of drops that Q puts out that I think are helpful in helping us to understand that Q has inside information that it would be very difficult for an average person to have. Hey, he's back. Yes. Yeah, so can you hear me? Yep. So I, it was like a mandatory inspection of my apartment. It was like unrelated, funny timing, but I got a message that they were going to have to do it. And I was like, I mean, it was literally, I think the next four days they could have came at any time. And I was like, can you guys come back? And they're like, no, we got to do it now. So yeah. that is awesome. it's funny time. People were like, oh man, he's getting raided. It's like, don't talk to praying medic. Now they're going to delete my channel and raid my house. <laughs> That's all right. I just kept rolling. I dropped a, a couple of other uh, posts that Q posted where oh, perfect, you, yeah. you seem to know stuff months in advance before it was going to be made. It was made public. So I'm, I'm glad we had that. I'm, I'm going to move on, but I, I'm glad we had that, that conversation because I, I do think it's an interesting idea that it is a psyop of sorts. So, you know, it's I'm in the middle of like who it could be on, but I do think regardless, uh, that's a very valid point that I'd never thought of. If it's, it's definitely keeping people scrambled, you know, and I, I don't, uh, I don't know that people are enjoying that as much as they might want to. So <laughs> the next, uh, the next note is I want to talk about Alex Jones. You know, he's a very controversial figure. To me, he's like the grandfather of conspiracy theories. He whatever did this thing on Bohemian Grove. He called Bohemian Grove called out the Federal Reserve, the CFR. He's been anti-Bush. That's why I was cracking up when they said he's like this super Republican. I was like, dude, he was the only journalist 
talking out against uh, a George Bush. So I was like, it's funny they called him like a Republican shill or whatever. Um, but Alex got deplatformed. You know, a lot. I know a lot of people, even in the truther community, that think he's a phony. A lot of people love him and they're loyal to him like they are to Q. Some people are in the middle. A lot of people think he's just a kook. Me personally, I find him intriguing. And he was one of the first people to talk about stuff that I hear Q talking about now. Alex was talking about that for decades. So I was a little bit, uh, I don't want to say unhappy because clearly it's not that big of a deal. But I was a little taken back by a lot of Q people were kind of kicking Alex Jones when he was down. You know, regardless how you feel about him, he got he was the first one to get deplatformed off Twitter, Facebook, Spotify. They removed him. And as they removed him, left wing people jumped on him. Some people stood up for him. Ben Shapiro even, I think, stood up for him. But a lot of Q people were like kicking him while he's down, calling him an agent, saying that he's, and now you see a lot of Q and honors start to go on Twitter. You know, how do you feel about that? Because regardless of how you feel about Alex, I was a little salty to see uh, so many Q and honors kick Alex when they, when he was down. I was like, are they going to do this to me and call me an agent when I can't even defend myself? I have a lot of thoughts on Alex Jones. Uh, if you give me a few minutes, I will be happy to share them with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, here for the for you. Anytime anyone gets banned from a social media platform for simply expressing their views, everyone should rally against that action. Mm. Whether you believe in what they're saying or not. You know, Patrick Henry said, I do not agree with what you say, but I'll defend you to the death your right to say it. Mm -hmm. Right. If we're going to have platforms with free speech, we have to stand up for and support the rights of free speech of everyone even people we don't agree with. All right, so it's, I'll just put that out there. Social media, Twitter, Google, YouTube, they used Alex Jones as a template to test the deplatforming of somebody and see how the public would respond to it. They took away Alex Jones's access to social media and because he is vilified by both the left and the right, people who should have supported him came out and vilified him and said, yay, get him off the platform. We hate his message. We don't like him anyway. Get rid of him. Mm -hmm. What was the next person uh, on the list? Laura Loomer. Laura Loomer, same thing. Also equally hated by the left and the right, right? They are picking people who are highly controversial and have a lot of enemies on both sides of the aisle. And they get rid of that person knowing that the conservatives who should support them won't support them. And they're continuing to do this. They did it with uh, Liz Crokin. They're doing it with more people now. People who are marginalized within their own side of you know political spectrum, they're taking them out knowing that a lot of conservatives will support getting rid of them because they don't like their message. And, and our people are in large supporting this and following it and to our own detriment because sooner or later they're going to pick off me and they'll pick off you and they'll pick off uh justin they'll go after anybody oh no that's what i'm saying and alex has been saying that for a long time i don't know right. if you listen so, to him or like but he so calls himself is, the tip of the spear where it's like yep, if you get rid of alex valid, so. that is a valid observation now i am not a conspiracy theorist <laughs> never been interested in conspiracy theories i don't follow alex jones I have researched Alex Jones because he has been mentioned a lot by Q. And what a lot of people don't understand <clears throat> about Alex Jones and Q is not long after Q's popularity began to 
increase uh, February, March or so. Alex Jones and Infowars, they took note that Q is becoming more popular. So they, invent, they invited uh, Jordan Sather, I think, on the show and really didn't let him say much about Q. <laughs> um, they do that to everybody. They do really strange interviews. They've never invited me on, but uh, when Alex interviews some people, sometimes he never lets them talk. It's pretty, and yeah. even like Owen Troyer, they just like yell over him. I'm, I, I'm not dis hating on them, but I noticed that I'm like, dude, let Ron Paul talk. Like, yeah, yeah, and that's that's annoying. And I, I, I have a hard time going on shows with people who just want to talk over you. Hannity does that a lot, and he annoys the hell out of me when he does it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, they invited Jordan on Infowars, and then uh, they didn't let him talk, and then. Uh, it was a couple of weeks later. They came up with this guy named Zach, who was supposedly an intelligence insider, who had all kinds of information on the deep state, and he was. And Alex Jones literally said, "We have our own QAnon insider named Zach, and you, we can ask him questions. We know who he is. We vetted him. We know his identity. We know his background, and he was yeah. portrayed as." Our own QAnon insider, right? Well, yeah. Well, this, this, Zach, I, listened, I, I listened to a couple of interviews with Zach, and I thought, this guy is the biggest LARP in the world. He doesn't know anything. What was he's he saying? Looking, he's looking, looking at Q's post, and he's completely making a mess of what Q had said. So Zach is on for a couple of shows, and then they ditch Zach because no one was buying this, this story <laughs> with Zach. He was obviously a phony. All right, now, what continued going, this story continues. Al, Jerome Corsi then jumps on the Q train and Corsi starts doing Q decodes. And Corsi becomes one of the more pop, most popular Q decoders. He was on Patriot Soapbox on YouTube. People are tuning in by the thousands to listen to Corsi decode Q. Problem is, I listened to quite a few of Corsi's decodes. He was one of the crappiest Q decoders of anyone out there. He didn't do any research. He didn't, sometimes I swear he didn't even read the drops. He would get on Patriot Soapbox. He would ask the Anons what they found out, what research they did. And he would just kind of just run his mouth about things for two hours. And he wouldn't really, they would cover like two Q drops in two hours. And I got quite frustrated with Corsi. I was like, you know, he's not really helping me. Tracy Beans was actually pretty good when she started out. But then, then this whole blow up came in, I think it was in May, where Q alerted people who were following his drops that there were people inside the movement who had wrong motives and they were not who they seemed to be. Did he say Alex specifically or did no. he just say? He didn't name any names. He just said, be careful who you follow. There are people inside this movement who want to build a platform, make a lot of money, and then go mainstream, and just be careful who you're following. Q did not mention any names. Why did everyone hate on Alex then? Because of that? Hang on, yeah. I'm getting there. You just have to bear with me because I'm, I'm kind of, I have to roll this all out or it won't make sense to anybody. No, you're good. So, uh, Corsi blows up goes nuclear and accuses Q of being compromised, of Q being uh, a, a deep state asset and completely discredits Q or tries to because he thought Q was pointing him out as being 
someone who is only out for money and who is going to uh, basically a trader. Q never said, never gave anybody's names. Corsi outed himself. <laughs> Corsi went ballistic. And <clears throat> then what happened was. Uh, so you think Corsi is, is a is a setup? Corsi, Corsi's, uh, Corsi then had wanted to have nothing to do with Q, except he was very critical of Q, tried to convince everybody Q had been compromised, trip codes compromised, Q's been taken over by the deep state, all right? So Corsi is now doing everything he can to discredit Q. But don't you think he's doing a lot in his own life? Isn't he suing Robert Mueller? And he's like, he's irrelevant. like actually. True, but irrelevant. Corsi is doing a lot of things in his own life. It's all true, but it's not relevant to what we're talking about. So. And the work that Alex Jones has done in his life is also not relevant to this discussion. Where I only want to talk about what happened with Alex Jones, Infowars, Corsi, and Q. Mm -hmm. Just to keep it, because otherwise all the distractions are just going to make people confused. So what Q then came out and reposted some information. One of the guys who is a Q decoder named Serial Brain, he's was one of the more interesting Q decoders on Reddit. Serial Brain came out with a long post on Reddit with a bunch of links and videos and information showing how Infowars had planned to co-opt the Q movement. They initially tried to bring on Jordan Sather, then they tried to get Zach, then they infiltrated the movement with Corsi. The plan by Infowars was to bring somebody well-known into the movement have everyone follow that person. And then at some point, that famous well-known person would discredit Q and bring all of the Q followers over to the InfoWars platform. That was actually their plan. You think, how sure are you of that? All right, so if you if you look at this post from Serial Brain, he has links to all the videos, he has links to all the articles, he has links to everything, where you can follow the rabbit trail, the trail of breadcrumbs and realize, this is absolutely what they were trying to do. All right. Now, so here's his. Let, let me let, let me uh, just continue. I have friends who are broadcasting. Uh, they're citizen journalists, and they have also noticed a huge interest in intelligence insiders, and they are now doing their own shows with their own intelligence insiders. People are capitalizing on the fact that there is tons of interest in Q. And now everyone wants to have their own intelligence insider. So they can get an audience, so they can get clicks, so they can sell their stuff, so they can become popular. And I, I have noticed a lot of people are, are trying to, uh, I don't want to say that they're opportunistically uh, creating this intelligence insider narrative, but I think they're trying to take advantage of the awareness that there's a lot of people that are very interested in intelligence insiders, and a lot of that came from Q. Now, I want to say one thing about Alex Jones. Like I said, I haven't followed Alex Jones, but I've done a little bit of research on him. Alex Jones has been exposing the deep state for 19 years. Uh, Infowars went live in 1999. All right. Ask yourself a simple question. Jerome Corsi, same thing. Corsi, how many books has Corsi written on the deep state? Lots, right? So Corsi and Alex Jones both profess to be enemies of the deep state, people who are exposing the deep state and waking people up to what's really happening. 
why have none of them been attacked by the deep state? Jones they, I mean, Alex just got deplatformed from no, 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 network. No, I'm not talking about deplatforming. I'm talking about death threats. Why have they not been hospitalized, shot, poisoned, their car sabotaged? Well, not, everyone gets, about, not everyone gets murdered. Dude, They've no, gotten no, no, sued no, dozens no, of times. No, They've got sued by Chobani Yogurt, not, George Soros. I don't, I don't I'm, know. No, 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 no. Now, listen, listen, listen. We're talking about 19 years of exposing the deep state. Why didn't How Dick Gregory? Why didn't Jones Dick Gregory get murdered? He lived till he was 87, uh, and he no, was he was exposing the deep state since the 60s. You're you're deflecting. Ask, answer answer this saying, question. He's not the How, only. If if Alex Jones is providing legitimately damaging, compromising information on the deep state, how 19 years later is he still walking around alive? Now, now, now just think about that. And now I want to ask you, Q has been operational for a year. Q's board has been attacked relentlessly by CIA and the deep state. Q has suffered absolute, complete, left, right, and middle mainstream attacks from the minute he got up on the board and started posting. Everyone in the mainstream media is attacking Q. Everyone in the mainstream media is not attacking Alex Jones. The way they're they, they did. All right, let me let me let me get in. You, you talk for a few. All right. So first of all, intelligence insiders. It's not invented by Q. I think you're you're in that that echo chamber where you think you created it, but they've they've been doing that for decades. Uh, I know. Alex has been doing that for years. Uh, the media did it before Q even existed. So the media is outing their intelligence insiders. I, 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 for, I know there's a, two, I know there's a lot of there's now. tons of intelligence insiders. Right. Absolutely. Let me let me let me go on. Videos all the time, but now conservative people who have never been interested in in intelligence insiders are they are suddenly becoming interested in doing that when they never were before. Well, but Alex has had intelligence insiders on for years and no, it's, it's I, one of his big I'm draws. It's not, saying, I'm just I'm saying it's saying, not an invented thing. I'm it's cute. Invented intelligence insiders. Yeah. Well, you There's said people are copying, you said Alex, Alex is copying Q and other people are copying Q. I, I think Q did it to an extent that's maybe never been done, but I, I find it very false that uh, everyone is copying Q. It's just, he maybe took that uh, that genre of uh, news dissemination to another level. Here's my other thing too, is what what aspect of like Alex, just to be perfectly clear, I'm not like someone who listens to Alex every single day. Uh, although I do say I, I give him the benefit of, of the doubt a lot when he doesn't agree with my views because he's been doing it for decades. Like what what benefit would there be to calling out the Federal Reserve, the CFR, you know, people like George Bush, Honestly, one of your one of my favorite live streams that you've done, I watched an hour of it. It was a similar topic that Alex did in 2008. Well, I, I thought yours was great. It, it wasn't specifically new information. Alex did it 10 years ago. So I, I just right. I don't. And, and just to, before I, I, I throw it back, there's been a lot of people who've exposed a lot who didn't get murdered. There's been a lot who has, you know, from Malcolm X to JFK to MLK. I mean, you name it. There was a decade there. But in the 90s to 2000s. You know, you can't just murder everybody. And I think that's maybe lowering. But yeah, I'm sure people have been. But I, I, I think the argument that why hasn't he been? Well, he lives in Texas. He's strong. And to be honest, I don't personally think my analysis on it is I don't think they ever thought Alex was going to be mainstream or cool. Like Alex has been talking about this stuff for decades and no one really cared. But Alex is, to be honest, Alex's seed, he planted a seed in me. He planted a seed in others. Do I run into a wall because Alex told me to? No, I've, 
I find a lot of his tactics a little, you know, funny, very funny at times, but he planted that seed. So without Alex planting that seed, I may have never formed into the person I was. Alex planted so many seeds and that tree has grown in, in 2016. I, you know, Donald Trump is because Alex Jones planted a lot of seeds. If Alex Jones never existed, Donald Trump might not exist as president for multiple reasons. So when he goes down, when he's put in works for decades uh, that someone's done for a year and a half, I think Q has has done a, an incredible job of gaining a following, taking it to a whole new level that I've never seen anyone do and getting people excited and researching and questioning. And I, I think questions and research are great, but do I think that just because he does that and Alex doesn't talk about everything, there's reasons Alex doesn't talk about certain things. He's been sued, you know, dozens of times because if you say like he's been sued by Chobani, George Soros, like it's not a, it's not easy to recklessly talk. And I, I think he has probably been threatened and, and other things. And I'm going to give it back to you, but I, I just find that whole art. And, and I get it. A lot of people don't like Alex and they think he's a setup. Some people think he's Bill Hicks. Some people think, uh, whatever his name was, the, the other guy that Alex is copying and he's like a worse version of, um, I forget that guy that everyone likes, but Russell, or, or I don't remember his name, but I, I don't, I don't know that I agree that just because he hasn't died means he's fake. Like, why haven't, why haven't you died? Why haven't, why haven't, you know, so, I don't. So I acknowledge all the work that Alex Jones has done. I acknowledge all the people he's influenced. I acknowledge all the information he's put out there. I'm not saying he hasn't planted seeds, and he hasn't been a force that has inspired a lot of people to do investigations. He has, okay? But try to listen to what I have to, what I'm saying here. All right. <sighs> what if, what if, what if the deep state understood that there are a lot of people, millions of people out there in the world who are curious about the deep state, UFOs, uh, lizard people, <laughs> chemtrails, whatever. There's just a whole lot of people that are interested in uh, in explanations of phenomenon that are not mainstream explanations. The, the deep state understands that there are people who are curious about that, who do their own research, who want to know what the truth is, and they're not going to accept a mainstream uh, or a government-approved narrative right yeah so the deep state knows that what if the deep state sanctioned and supported someone to go into the truther community and provide actual information about all those subjects about the deep state about corruption what if what if that person was allowed to put out enough information to keep people interested entertained and researching, but not enough to actually take down the deep state. Yeah, no, that's very valid. I, I, I think has, Tom, Tom has, DeLong, you know, he's doing all the UFO stuff. Has the Federal Reserve, has, has a Bilderberg group, has the, uh, the Rothschilds, have any of those people suffered any negative impacts as a result of Alex Jones's research? Absolutely. I think they lost this election because of it. And all these things you're saying, I think, you know, people like Tom DeLong kind of raised my eyebrows, Alex but work, uh, I think Alex Jones has done a hundred times more than Q has to get Trump elected because Alex Jones existed before Trump got elected. Okay, what, but if, you're not what if Q, what if QAnon was that distraction? Has, you know, what if has, has, you're not answering my question. 
has the research that Alex Jones has done over the last 19 years yeah. directly taken down, led to the arrest, indictment, and prosecution of any of those corrupt people? I think it led to President Trump, who in your own so, you know, beliefs so is doing that. No, because no one has ever I think arrested. You said yourself, no one's ever been arrested. No one's going to be arrested. These people are always going to skate. They're always going to get away with it. I said possibly. Right? I'm not saying that nothing's going to happen. I just don't know that. I think 10,000 <laughs> okay. people are going right. to get locked up and get them. I'm, in not, the, I'm not convinced. In the, in the 19 years that Alex Jones has been putting out information on all those things. Yeah. It hasn't led to the prosecution, takedown, arrest of any of those people. It's. Right. I believe it's led to the leadership that, in your thoughts, could okay. do that. And okay. I also think if it happens, if Trump does it, you know what I'm saying, say he does all this stuff, not well, at least get some people held accountable. Do you think that the QAnon's responsible for that? Like, is right. isn't it isn't it kind of generally known that once Trump won before QAnon existed, that his his whole platform was like lock her up? I, I feel like that was that was known. Okay. Let me uh, let me go a little bit deeper if I could. Let's do it. I suspect that Alex Jones has been a sanctioned entity that has been allowed to provide a lot of true information about those subjects without going too far, without providing information that actually damages the deep state. It's one thing to provide information on a situation. It's another thing to actually do something about it. You can go to a doctor and a doctor can diagnose you with uh, a respiratory infection. You might thank that doctor and think the doctor is the greatest person in the world because he diagnosed correctly diagnosed your respiratory infection. If he doesn't give you anything to cure it, then it's just information, right? Alex Jones, I think in a, a large sense, is just information. He's provided people information, but he hasn't actually helped cure the problem. Now, now, I believe Q, rather than being another conspiracy theory or a, or a person who's talking about the Illuminati, the Bilderbergs, the, the Rothschilds, the satanic ritual abuse and all the other stuff, the deep state, rather than being a, not just another person who's reporting on that stuff, Q is the end of all conspiracy theories. And I'll tell you why. Alex Jones, American intelligence media, George Webb, all these other people who report on this stuff, uh, crowdsource the truth. I mean, there's a million people out there who are all reporting on this stuff. They're reporting on it, but no one is actually, none of their work is actually leading to arrest, conviction, and the dismantling of any of that stuff. Q, I believe, Q's operation is going to expose the truth once and for all about the secret space program. Q is going to expose and help deal with the corruption in Europe. The New World Order is toast. Uh, Q, Q's operation is going to expose the truth of what is going on with a lot of big pharma, you name it. If you pick one of those subjects that people are interested in, Q and Q's operation over time is going to expose the truth of all of that. Is going to that information is going to lead to the arrest and the uh, conviction and the takedown 
of the Federal Reserve, the uh, the banksters in Europe, the the Soros, and uh, the, it's already led to the arrest of the Saudi princes, and uh, the Rothschilds. Q's operation is going to expose the truth on all of that, and other people. And and you can, if if you're paying attention, you can see why do all these truthers hate Q so much? Because Q is actually providing information that is leading to the dismantling and destruction of all the stuff. Q sucks the oxygen out of the room wherever anybody talks about this stuff. That is why so many truthers hate Q. So many conservative pundits hate Q because people just want to talk about Q and they don't want to talk about your other nonsense. I believe when this is all said and done, Q will lead to the truth being revealed about all that stuff. So all these conspiracy people have no platform and nothing to talk about. And I uh, think that I think some of them sense that coming. That is why they're angry at Q because they know. I, I listened to this thing with intelligence insider, uh, American intelligence media. These people were absolutely livid about Q. And you could, I got a sense, I don't even listen to this conspiracy stuff myself, but I got a very clear sense that they understood that Q was going to, was going to lead to the destruction of their financial, their income and their platform because Q would expose the truth about everything and they would have nothing to give their readers and listeners and people would stop following them. I think Q is going to lead, I, I had a dream not long ago that it was in the future and Alex Jones was gone. He was gone off the air, no one was watching him, no one even remembered what he talked about. I believe Q is going to lead to the complete eradication of all these conspiracy YouTube channels. All right, so, I'm trying to think of where to start with that. <laughs> first, first off, I, I, my personal analysis on it is I think a lot of people are super mad at Q and taking down Q out of ego and pride. Personally, I think people can't handle the fact that they're not as popular as the anonymous Q entity. And I do think it is a flawed approach to lead with ego and hatred and pride rather than like intelligent discussion and logic. And I do feel that a lot of conservatives are falling victim to that. They, they want to be the top dog. They want to they want it to be a LARP. They want everyone to go away. And I don't agree with those strategies or honestly that analysis at all. But I, it's like, why does, why are conservatives mad at Jordan Peterson? Why are conservatives mad at Ben Shapiro? My personal thought is it's because Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson don't talk about what they talk about and they don't go down those rabbit holes. But me, I, I mean, although I will say I'm very skeptical of Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro. First of all, Jordan's speaking at the Trilateral Commission. Uh, ben is seems to me like he turns on Trump every every chance he could get. So I am skeptical of both of them. But I, I honestly do think it's just who they are. Like I don't, I don't think they're necessarily operatives. Although, like you said, I mean, someone is definitely working for someone at a certain point. I don't rule that out of totally. But um, I guess it's like my my two things are. Yes, I feel you on there of why people are mad. I just don't think everyone's an agent and they're disinformation agents. Just like I don't specifically think Q necessarily is. I just think he's a guy who's saying stuff that he wants to say and people say like I I'm I'm not like everyone's an agent in the eyes of Q non followers. Like if you don't agree, some people have ego pride and also you think that Trump is doing all of this stuff and 
I think maybe you would probably agree that Alex Jones led to Trump, the 19 years of Alex Jones reporting. So Alex is directly involved, although you say he's leading people away now. What would be the benefit of getting someone elected who's going to do all this stuff and then trying to counter it, even though it's not really working? Like, And, and just real quick, and I'm going to throw it back to you. You said that you haven't been into conspiracy theories until QAnon. And I feel like a lot of people are like that. So everyone has their own story, but like I've been researching this stuff for decades. I've been listening to Robert Anton Wilson, uh, David Icke, Alex Jones. And while I don't agree with everything they say, I feel like that's a little bit of where people's hate for Alex Jones because you don't really understand his history. You don't know what he's done. You don't understand how how much he blazed the trail to get where we are. And now you want to give all the credit to someone who's been doing what others have been doing for decades now. So it's like I, I have been into that stuff. That's why... I do think that 90% of conservatives hating on Q are like jealous, egotistical, and mad. But to be honest, for me, I don't have ego. You can see here, I'm not trying to be a bigger person than him. Quite frankly, the, the movement, although I think a lot of the information is real and a lot of the energy is real, it's become a cringy movement to me where they take credit for everything, everything, and then they uh, try to destroy anybody who doesn't agree, where it's like Jack Posebic and Mike Cernovich and Alex Jones and like, I don't specifically think that they have this nefarious agenda when for decades they've been doing what, what Q's been doing on a more effective level. I just think they're them. Like Mike Cernovich is Mike Cernovich, Jack Wasek, Jack Wasek, Alex Jones, Alex Jones, Ben Shapiro is Ben Shapiro. I'm open to the idea that maybe one of them is an agent, but I just think it's a little reckless, kind of like the left says racist, sexist, xenophobic, agent, 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 disinformation agent. We are the truth. Like, it's like, whoa, this, this all escalated a little too quickly for me. Well, I don't go around calling everybody who disagrees with Q an agent. I think that's uh, not a very good way to <laughs> explain what's going on. There are people who just don't like Q and don't believe in Q. They've never researched Q. And that's, you know, calling them agents is kind of, uh, it's, it's counterproductive. Uh, and, you know, for me, it comes down to a, a question of, is a person's, when when someone weighs in on Q, the thing that I want to know is, have they actually researched Q? Uh, Scott Adams and Seb Gorka both came out recently as anti-Q people. Uh, so did Conservative Treehouse. Mm. They all sort of on the same week, along with a lot of other people, a lot of conservative voices uh, came out and decided to uh, go on Twitter and go on their, their interviews and tell everyone that Q was a LARP, Q is fake, Q is snake oil, Q is, you know, whatever. The problem that that I have as a consumer of information is how, when someone expresses a view, I want to know what is their subject matter expertise. So I go to Conservative Treehouse and I look at his research and his articles on FISA and the DOJ and the FBI. His information is among the best. Sundance has a ton of personal information, does excellent research, and has really good uh, opinions and views to share on those subjects. But Sundance has never studied Q. And yet, Q feels, or Sundance felt, I need to write an article talking about how Q is fake and Q is phony, even though Sundance has never researched Q. Seb Gorka did the same thing. Yeah, Seb well, Gorka has... Seb has never researched Q, can't tell you what Q is posted, but went on social media and told everybody that Q is fake. Scott Adams did the same thing. Scott is very good in the area of persuasion. 
uh, his analysis of Trump's Twitter timeline is some of the best stuff on the internet. But uh, Scott went out and did a video explaining why Q is a LARP based on persuasion, right? Scott has not studied Q, hasn't looked at the drops, hasn't really been on the board, doesn't really know what's going on. So all of these political pundits, leaders, are all at once saying how Q is fake, Q is a LARP, stop posting about Q on my Twitter timeline, I'm gonna block you if you post about Q again, I'm getting fed up with this nonsense. <laughs> they're, they're welcome to do that. My problem is none of them have studied Q. You yeah, and they're, and they're not be, winning over the movement, so. Good. Yeah, you can't be an expert. You, you, sh you should not share an opinion as if you're an expert on the subject, if you haven't studied the subject, right? I mean, if I went, if I, like I said, if I had a, a cough and a fever, I wouldn't go to an orthopedic surgeon to find out what was wrong with me. I'd go to a doctor who knows a little bit about respiratory infections and maybe get a diagnosis. Now you're you go, right. If you, you want good information, you go to someone who is an expert, who has studied that subject. Now, Hugh has posted as of today more than, uh, is it, are we, we're getting close to 3,000 posts, I think. Sheesh. Right? I, I have a lot of friends who wish they had been following Q from the beginning because now to try to catch up on all those posts, we're at, uh, sorry, 2,500, 2,579. To go back and catch up on a year's worth of posts, 2,500 messages, all the links, the videos, the articles, the images, what does all this stuff mean? It is, it's a very daunting task to do that. Some of us have been studying Q from the beginning. We've read all the posts. We've followed all the links. We've put everything together. And some people just have more information about Q than others. That kind of makes those people a bit more of an expert on the subject. Some people don't like that. Some people want to think that everyone's view, everyone's opinion on Q is equally valid. Well, I'm sorry, but if you haven't read the 2,500 posts that Q has posted, if you haven't checked the articles, looked into the photos, and kind of made sense of all this stuff, you really don't have an informed opinion. And I think if you're going to have an opinion on something, at least have an informed opinion and read the post and find out and then make up your mind and then tell people, well, I've read these posts. I've analyzed all the data. This is what I think about you. I agree. And that's why I'm here. I feel like there's been no actual debate. And this happens all the time with a lot of things, especially on the left, but it's come to the right. I don't know why conservative leaders, like I said, I think it's more out of ego and pride. And with some of the people you mentioned, you know, they're like Fox News guys. They're not, they're never really going that far down the rabbit hole. You know, they probably think like basic, like science and stuff is kooky. Not to, I'm not hating on, there's some good people on Fox, but you know what I'm saying? The Fox, they, they do good work, but they don't touch their subjects. They just don't want to touch. Oh, and yeah. uh, I don't sure. really, you know, I don't, I, but I agree. It's, it's showing gaping flaws on the conservative side. And I say that, I see that all the time and I say it and they think I'm like, an agent or something, even on conservatives. I'm like, no, I'm saying this because I'm trying to help us just like I'm doing with this movement now, just like I do with liberals. I'm not hating on liberals. I'm like, yo, if this is the team, is this is our team of like peace, love, positivity, like I'm a very chill, this can't be our team. Like this is not a road, we can't be racist, sexist, xenophobic and hate, you know, science and math or so like, it's like, so I say this to everyone and I do think you're right. Uh, a lot of conservatives didn't study and just say, blanket statements that don't make sense. And, and the left-wing media is doing that as well. And my thing with anyone, I don't care if they're anonymous or not, 
you, the the idea, well, first of all, the movement of Q is enormous and no analysis from Scott Adams, H.A. Goodman, Jack, Fox News or anyone, you know, no, and I like a lot of those people a lot and, and the work that they, they do, but their videos haven't really convinced anyone not to be a QAnon supporter because they haven't really gone at the meat of the argument. They've just said like LARP and not, not really that I've read the post. I haven't said I've, I haven't read them all, but I've read way more than they have enough to understand. And that's why I'm here having that discussion. And that's why I don't just call it a LARP, although I do speculate that it might not be 100% authentic. I do have my questions about how, what people will believe and how far they will travel down possibly the wrong rabbit hole. I'm going at the, the I guess, meat of it. And to do that, you have to understand that QAnon is millions of people. Uh, QAnon is extremely huge. It's worldwide. Also, QAnon, whether the left or right likes it or not, there is authentic information in there. They post Main, if you're a big mainstream media guy, they post mainstream media articles. Q has posted many of them. They post videos and analyses of other things. So if you just blanket and say it's all false, you're going to be wrong because inside that, even if you disagree with 50 to 80% or 10% or 20%, whatever it is, if you say the whole thing's fake, you're you're not being very intellectually honest. And I, I don't disagree with you that no one on either side has been and it's probably led more people to Q. It's like when people hate on Trump, they got him elected. So, I'm, I, uh, you know, it's like you, yeah. you talk about him so much, but you don't make an argument. You can't say the word. So th this might be, unfortunately, uh, the, not unfortunately, but, you know, this might be the, maybe the only fair debate discussion that's out there. And that's sad because I'm, you know, behind a cheap green screen and, you know, you're in your house. So we shouldn't have to do this, but we, I guess we're the citizen journalist uh, nowadays. <laughs> Yes. Well, uh, you know, the thing that I would tell people is, look, people have, uh, pundits have called the Q movement a cult. I've done that too, just to be well, honest. If, I know people are... <laughs> if Q is a cult, it's the first cult in history where no one has ever met the leader and the leader insists that everyone think for themselves. But isn't that kind of creepier? The fact that it's the only cult that has no leader? Like to me, I'm not like, oh, okay, not that's better. One person knows who the leader is. And, and every other time he was, he was like, think for yourself, research for yourself, trust yourself, right? What Q is, what Q is really trying to do is Q is posting all these links to news articles and videos, trying to get people to do their own research. Don't necessarily believe what these political pundits are telling you, what the mainstream media is telling you. Go do your own research. Think for yourself. Make your own conclusions. Come, you have a brain, use it. Take, mm -hmm. take these breadcrumbs, put them together, and make sense of it. And that's why one of the things that I really like about what Q is doing is Q does not encourage groupthink. Q encourages people to do their own research, Find the links, go to find the PDFs, go to the DOJ website, go to the FBI website, get all these, you know, the, the dumps and the drops and stuff and piece the stuff together and see what conclusions you come up to. That is why in the Q movement, so many people are going down so many different rabbit holes, J, uh, JFK Jr. And, and all these other rabbit holes because people find the drops, they put things together and they come up with completely different conclusions. Yeah. So there is no homogeneity. There's no uniformity of thinking really inside the Q movement because Q is telling people, look, go find this information and go piece it together. And whatever it means for you, that's what it means for you. It, you don't have to come up with all, come up with the same conclusion. Uh, so 
Yeah, no, I, I think questioning things are, are is very valid. And I, I like the one quote, they say, don't be so open-minded, your brain falls out. And I think that's happened to, to some people. I think it's happened to the liberal left. 10 years ago, I felt like it was right-wingers who were being very stubborn. And I was like, oh man, the left wing is going to change the world. And then like now it seems like they either like went super close-minded or their mind got so open that it's like, I'm going to inject my two-year-old. And you're like, whoa, let's, let's slow this down. Like this all escalated so quickly, you know, in the QAnon movement, do you think that, cause that is my, one of my things too. And it's not just the QAnon movement. I think it happens on all groups and stuff is not only do people like they go down so many rabbit holes at, at what point does it become, everything's racist, sexist, and xenophobic, where my personal strategy, but I, I don't condemn other people because I like the fact that people do other things. I wouldn't want everyone to do the same thing I do. But what I like to do is stick to like what's out there. This way people can be like, you know, let's focus on that. Whereas I find, although I'm not, I'm not going to censor anyone or ask anyone to get kicked off, I find that when we open the, the vortex of like, all right, like let's, we, we got something and then we open it to 10 million things we kind of lose focus on yeah, that. that. It's, it's a real thing. Uh, I, because I'm not a conspiracy theorist, because I tend to accept government and mainstream media explanations of a lot of phenomenon, I'm not overly curious about going down rabbit holes and looking into what people will take Q's trip code and put it into a Google search and come up with a list of books that they think Q is trying to have us read. There's all these rabbit holes out there and people are always curious and looking at a different way to interpret this and that. And I found this uh, series of numbers and if you add them all up and divide by six and divide by the square root of Q's last trip code, it comes, I just, I don't, I can't follow any of that stuff. And people are continually sending me links to articles and videos with all these different rabbit trails and 99% of it, I have to ignore it. Number awesome. one, I'm not curious about any of that stuff. Number two, I I really try to just focus on what Q is posting and doing the research, looking into the articles and the PDFs and all the information Q has already given us keeps me busy 60 hours a week without Jeez. having to go down a bunch of rabbit. I, I'm, I, I'm a full-time Q researcher. For me to do the research and do the screenshots and post a Twitter thread and post the videos and all that. The average cycle for that is about 30 to 40 hours. And I do a couple of them a week. I, I'm, I'm doing full-time Q research 60 to 70 hours a week. Uh, and I'm also doing other things uh, that require a lot of time. So I'm burning the candle at both ends, but I, I don't have the time and the interest to go all these rabbit holes. I, I will say this. I think as Q's mission moves forward, Q is going to give us more and more information on subjects that people don't want to talk about. Early on in, in when Q was posting, Q said, we're going to fly temporarily at the 40,000 foot view. We're going to look at some at the big picture view of some things that we can't talk about right now in depth because it is terrifying to people. People will not accept it, uh, and and a lot of it ties back to foreign heads of state and their corruption, and we can't talk about that right now. However, for this post, we're going to talk about these subjects. I think as Q's mission goes on, we're going to get more and more information 
about some very dark subjects, some very well hidden subjects, and some things that are going to, a lot of people are going to have a hard time accepting. And in when Q gets to those subjects, I'm all in. I mean, I, I may not want to talk about and look into the levels of pedophilia or whatever Q is going to post about in the future. But if Q is giving us that information, there's a purpose for it. So when Q goes down a rabbit hole, I will follow Q down the rabbit hole. But when 10,000 other people are running and finding their own rabbit holes, I'm not really all that interested in that stuff. Um, so I have a question on that. Yeah, um, go ahead. You say you'll follow them down any rabbit hole. Is there anything? Is there anything that is there anything that Q could say that would make you like off the bandwagon and think he might be a psyop in the negative? Like, is there anything in the world that he could say or do that would if, put you off the trail? Yeah. If Q ever asks us to do anything immoral, illegal, or unethical, I'm I'm done. But what if this information you're not completely sure of? And maybe that's well, the, the Most case. of the stuff that Q puts out there, I'm not completely sure of. Well, but, do you but, think that that can be potentially a, you know, do, do when you, because I've, I've seen a few of your casts, but I can't say I've seen it all. Just like I haven't read everything of Q. Like, do you let people know that? Or yes. do you not? Cause I, right. And I, I think you do a good, like, you do an interesting job from what I've seen. Um, but there's other people in the movement that are, are have big followings that they seem 100% sure about this stuff. And and that's to me, I don't trust, I mean, I don't trust almost any news source. People say, Anomaly, what do you trust? I'm skeptical of everyone. I'm skeptical of myself. You know, I, that's why I'm always questioning, it, but and also trying to become a better person myself. I know change, change yourself to change the world, but let alone like the poster, QAnon, it's like I'm skeptical of everything. And I feel like a lot of people not only do they just dive down this rabbit hole, but they pr present these things that they're not really sure about, even if they're 70 to 90%, they present them as 100% fact. Uh, and right. they also, any I, I like, symbolism of something, like they're like, you know, whether it be, yeah. you know, that's, they think everything dangerous. under, yeah. That's dangerous. I never present anything as 100% fact. In, in fact, uh, on my latest Q video, I talked about this, um, hearing with John Huber about the Clinton Foundation investigation. And I actually, even though Q was suggesting that that was a straight up, uh, that meeting, that hearing was supposed to happen on December 5th. It's been rescheduled to the 13th. I actually had a, a, a suspicion that that was disinformation, that that hearing on the 5th was never going to happen. All right. And there's a couple of reasons why I, I, I think that. I think that Trump and Q and the team anticipated the deep state was going to do something to cancel that hearing. I think that they never planned on actually holding that hearing. They knew it was going to be postponed. And Q has recently been posting a lot of information that I think is disinformation. And I will tell people, look, this is what Q is saying. I suspect this might be disinformation to fake out the deep state. So don't get locked in on this being true. It could be disinformation to get them to make a wrong move. And so Sheesh. no, when I when I'm reading Q stuff, I'm like, you know, this could be disinformation. So don't bite on this 100%. I mean, I, I want to be an honest broker and let people know some of this is probably true. Some of this may be disinformation. 
does it get tiring or confusing when you're yes. <laughs> most trusted most trusted news source is purposely lying to you i, I yes it's I, yeah and, I'm, but, I'm tired I, I need to take a nap just listening to it now just kidding but no well but here's the thing here's the thing hugh has told us disinformation is necessary does cnn tell you you know some of the information maybe a third of it is going to be wrong uh we are we have purposes for deceiving people about our information does cnn ever come out and tell you that their information some of their information yeah. should not be trusted and that's from from conservative you know, pundits to tell you on a regular basis hey we're providing disinformation so don't believe everything that we're putting necessarily and i will say if if anyone that's like a liberal mainstream journalist is watching this to like right wing q hater the reason Q is popular, whether anyone wants to admit it or not, the reason conspiracy theories are popular is because no one trusts the media because they do lie all the time. They, we catch them lying and they never tell us. You know, you got Fox News who seems like half wishy-washy liberal, half like they're angry all the time and stuff. And sometimes they do good work. I like Tucker and a few other people. But this is like if you really want to stop pragmatic or Alex Jones or QAnon or whatever, like you got to tell the truth at a certain point. Cause like it is cute to me. Am I skeptical of QAnon? A thousand percent. You've heard me question, you know, pragmatic dozens of times today, but do I not understand why Q's popular? Am I, I know I understand exactly why it's popular. It's because like you said, sadly, someone telling you that they're lying to you half the time is more honest than somebody who does and, and denies it to the high heaven. So if you really want to gain power or control over Q or even Trump or what's going on in Europe, like I just don't think lying is going to work anymore. I think it worked for a very long time, but I think that that matrix has cracked and I'm very grateful for that matrix cracking because I see France and I, I, not the violence and the fires. I, I don't, I don't agree with burning down your art museums and stuff, but people are like done with whatever weird thing they were trying to do with media manipulation and refugee flooding and like not owning your own country. It's like done. So, you know, if, if this taught you anything, even if you disagree with anything I said or pragmatic says, please understand that the reason QAnon is popular or even me, like I'm not that special. I just, people know they could trust me because I don't lie to their faces. And, and, and like you said, if Q says disinformation is necessary, then it's like, I guess he's telling the truth more than other people. Yeah, well, I mean, if someone is honest enough to tell you that uh, we're going to have a conversation and 30% of what I'm going to give you is, is untrue information, at least you are aware that you shouldn't believe everything, right? So uh, people don't like the fact that Q is posting disinformation, but there is no option. If you know that bad actors in the deep state uh, are watching your board and making plans based on the things you post, what, what alternative do you have but to try to give them some wrong information to make them uh, make mistakes? I don't know that there's any other option. Um, I guess just to stay on this type of note, I think Trump uh, tweets a lot and you know people say that that's Trump's strategy. He throws them off the trail. Uh, he gets them talking all the time, you know. I guess I'm still not sold on the fact, like I, I don't know that the benefits of posting on a message board, like would they have to do this? Do, do you think that it's possible that there's other ways that they could 
you know, have a little art of war standoff with, with the Democrats and Republicans without posting anonymously to a message board? Nope. I think going on uh, 4chan and then later now currently 8chan was the best option available for a number of reasons. Um, Trump knew he would have to go around the mainstream media. So he knew he would have to post on Twitter in order to take his message directly to the people and bypass the mainstream media's tendency to spin, obfuscate, and twist his words. So there's one channel of direct communication to the world on Twitter. Then we have a back channel of high level information. A lot of it has to do with the intelligence community and things going on behind the scenes on an uncensored message board. And that is a critical point. When Q first began posting on 4chan, uh, there, the posting for the first month, uh, it was successful for a while, but eventually shills and trolls began to fill up all the comments before anyone who was legitimately interested in leaving comments could, could get in there and say anything. So uh, some of the Anons said, hey, let's, let's move to 8chan. Let's set up a board just for Q and get away from the trolls and shills. So they moved, Q moved to 8chan and then began posting on two different boards. One board was an open board where anyone could comment on it. The second board is Q's private board where no one can comment. Q just puts out information on it and there's no comments. The guy who owns 8chan, is, he's a dude who lives in the Philippines. He's a pig farmer. He is a retired military and he is major supporter of free speech. He will not censor people posting on 8chan unless what they're posting is illegal. If it's illegal, he won't let you post it. Anything else goes. So it's completely uncensored and it's completely uncontrolled. And uh, like the mainstream media is being controlled by people in powerful places and they can shut down anybody they want. They can censor, they can do whatever they want. On 8chan, there is no censorship. One of the things that that me as a Christian, I'm, you know, following this stuff. There's a there's a lot of nudity on 8chan. And people have asked me, you know, what are you about? What about the nudity? What about all the profanity? What about all the, the anti-Semitism and stuff that goes on 8chan? Well, that is what an uncensored internet looks like. People are used to social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Reddit, whatever, where you can post things to a certain degree but you can't go outside of certain boundaries or you're going to be censored, deplatformed, suspended, whatever. On 8chan, anything goes. You can post whatever you want as long as it's not illegal. So uh, you can't post you know, child pornography or anything like that. So there's this double-edged sword with censorship. Do you go onto a platform where there is no censorship and people can post anything they want or you try to post on a platform where everything is censored. We are used to swimming in a fishbowl where everything is censored. You go to 8chan. Is, is QAnon saying anything that would get censored, though? He's no. not cursing or posting no, no, any. No. Q, Q has not ever posted anything that would get censored. Q has never posted anything anti-Semitic. Q doesn't post pornography. Q just posts a lot. Of, now, the Anons, the people who post on there, they will post a lot of crazy stuff. But... Uh, it, but 
Q and I, I believe the generals who surround Trump, who are part of this operation, and I, I believe one day we're going to find out who all those people are, by the way, probably relatively soon. They put in place an operation that would allow for, they, they anticipated that this operation would expand, that it would draw millions of people, and they would have a need for increased capacity for people to post there and follow everything. Uh, I think going on 8chan and posting in an uncensored platform was the best alternative of all the options available. Uh, I think a lot of military planning went into this thing. Uh, Q is now has a separate board called Patriots Fight. The first private board was, I think it was Calm Before the Storm, and then there was um, Great Awakening, and then there was uh, Patriots Fight. Patriots Fight is a separate board that Q posts on, and that looks like it's been reserved for when the indictments and arrests start to happen. Q has a bunch of placeholders in there where information on the arrests, the indictments, appeals to the Supreme Court, military tribunals, all that stuff will be posted on, on a separate board on HN. But to answer your question, I think it was necessary because Q and President Trump understood there was going to be attacks. There would be a lot of opposition from from the deep state, and they had and they felt HN was their best alternative. Were you comfortable with, say, martial law and national guard surrounding the country a couple of years ago? And are you comfortable with it now? Because QAnon posts. All right. Uh, there are a lot of people who are concerned about the national guard. They're concerned about FEMA camps. They're concerned about the government rounding people up and arresting them and, you know, all kinds of hideous things happening to them. Um, I was concerned about that stuff a while back. Um, I, I had some dreams from God where he showed some of those things happening. But I'll say this. I trust Trump and his motives and his heart and his instincts enough that I am not concerned. Look, my, my understanding of this whole operation was that Obama was very close to going through a military coup. He had screwed things up enough that there were a significant number of generals in the military who were considering overthrowing him violently. I think, I suspect what happened was there wasn't uniform agreement on a military coup and they looked for someone that they could that they could back who would be president who would help get rid of the corruption they found trump they recruited him they promised trump that they would mitigate election rigging to give him a fair chance to get elected and once he got elected they've been supporting him the what unlike what a lot of people think about generals and that they think that generals are all about creating war and blowing people up and killing them. I think the majority of the generals and admirals in the military right now are of the, of the impression that they're sick and tired of all these wars that have been going on for the last 50 years to benefit the CIA, to benefit the deep state. They've, they have sent millions of people into battle and they're tired of it and they want it to end. So they're backing Trump because Trump is going, I believe Trump will get us out of Afghanistan. He will get a, he will, I, I believe Trump is going to broker a peace agreement with Syria and Iran. Uh, where he's already working on a peace agreement with North Korea. 
I believe we're going to see a lot of global peace coming in the future that is being facilitated by the generals. Mm. If martial law comes, and it is a possibility, I think Trump would institute martial law for a short period of time to put down rioting and civil unrest in the aftermath of mass arrests. That is the only scenario that I could see where Trump would institute military uh, uh, martial law. And look, if 5,000 people in the deep state get arrested in one day or three days or a week, that would be I would insane. A fair number of people to freak out and there to be civil unrest and rioting. If that happens, I think Trump would impose martial law for a while to get things under control and then it would be done away with and we'd go back to living life as normal. I think if you're going to have mass arrest and, and rioting and pillaging and all that insanity, as a leader, you have to impose martial law to regain control of the country and make sure that it's, it's safe. But I trust Trump enough to believe that he would not have us under martial law any longer than is absolutely necessary. So on that explanation, I want to say I agree with you that I think the military and people in the military were not feeling what was going under the Bush-Obama administration, especially maybe the Obama. But um, I don't disagree that that's a huge percentage chance that that happened as far as like military people were reaching out to Trump and letting him know that someone had to run. I think the military loves Trump. I know it actually, uh, a majority of it. You know, the, a lot of police like Trump. He has... This is why, like in, in France, they don't really have the police that, you know, they don't have the firefighters, but like Trump has them and he has like half the country. So that's why it's way different than Macron, who no one likes. But um, I don't disagree with that. And I think a lot of other people have said that for, for a while, too. To be honest, Alex Jones being one of them, he said that for a while. I guess that's where I kind of differ. But uh, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming because we've I think we've kind of tackled things in a way no one's done before. But I, I overlap on certain things, certain things I'm not so sure about, certain things I don't agree with. But how can, I guess, this movement combine with other movements of, of people who hate them so much and work towards common goals? Because to me, from the QAnon movement to a lot of conservatives who hate vice versa, I find it funny because like Alex and Q, whether you love or hate both of them, they talk about a lot of the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like bo both people... So I'm, I'm, I get it because they try to disprove each other and both sides get mad. It's very tribal and it happens. Uh, not just that. I know like Candace Owens and Tommy Lauren, you know, fight every now and then like it happens. But um, yeah, I guess that's that's my thing is, you know, I, I've read a lot. I've researched. I'm definitely not ignorant to what's been being said and going on. And even you've said here that, you know, you think a lot of it is disinfo to, to switch up the game. And a lot of things you said were very interesting. Uh perspectives that I hadn't explored. And I, I like that, but I guess, yeah, a lot of the stuff that you say that I do agree with, I just don't know that it has anything to do with Q. That's, that's my feeling. Well, let me ask you to answer your question. How are we going to unify all these divided factions in fighting, you know, lots of accusations? How do we bring unity? Uh, it, right. Let I me think it, let me, yeah. Let me answer your question with a question. Okay. What would happen if Trump was in the middle of a press conference with reporters around and someone asked Trump, will you disavow QAnon 
and tell the world once and for all that you are not associated with Q and that Q is a LARP. Okay, what happens when a reporter asks that question? And, and what happens if Trump says, okay, it's time to talk about that? All right, yeah. And, and then, and then, hang on, mm -hmm. and then seven generals come out from behind the, the platform and take their seats in chairs and another general comes out and two other people come out and they all sit down and the one general takes a microphone and says ladies and gentlemen of the world for the last year you have collectively known us as q <laughs> however i want to introduce these people to you today and the general goes on and introduces all the people and trump lets this general go and explain q's who the who the q team is what the operation is all about and what is going to be about moving forward what happens if that event happens next week? All right. So I'm going to answer the three questions. I, I'm glad I, I need some heat thrown my way. So first off, if it happens, just like you said, I think the left wing establishment media to the right wing haters are going to have to, you know, be like change their mind. Because at that point, if Trump says Q is real, here's Q. At the, it's not really debatable. Um, you know, that would be ridiculous mounting evidence that should change anyone's perception. I mean, that would be Christmas morning for QAnon members. You guys would be celebrating in the streets, <laughs> rightfully so. Uh, but he, here's my thought. If, if he gets asked about QAnon, I'm going to dial it back to like Q Utopia or Qtopia. Don't steal that name. No, but uh, I'll just decide. If Trump comes out, I personally don't think he would disavow QAnon because he understands, I would think at this point, QAnon is a large portion of his supporters, whether he likes it or not. A lot of people who like Trump like QAnon. It's just true. So is Trump going to disavow a you know decent chunk? I'm not going to say half, but a decent chunk of his own fan base? Uh, I, I don't know. D does Trump dislike anybody that really likes him and puts him in a good light? I'm not sure that he does. So, I, you know, Trump is, I'm not going to say desperate, but like, the media doesn't like Trump. Celebrities are afraid to say they like Trump. He doesn't have that much support. So when Kanye West comes around, he's like, Kanye, my brother. You know what I'm saying? He's very <laughs> happy to have some support. So I don't think he would disavow QAnon because it, it wouldn't make sense for his agenda. But if what you said happens, happens, I mean, of course, who's going to deny it at that point? Oh, no, Trump. I'm sure the left-wing media will say, oh, Trump's crazy. But like, of course I would change my mind at that point. I'm like, the dude's got seven generals with a Q shirt on. Like, all right, it's th this changes things. But to also answer the, the first question, you said, how do we come together? And, and to me, the, the awakening in America and why I kind of bend a lot of my stuff to try to reach out to the other aisle, because I understand my liberal and progressive friends and family are not bad people. They believe certain things and they've not been proven wrong enough to change there. So I do think what you said at the beginning, regardless of which direction it goes in, it's going to take something enormous. Maybe like Reagan said, alien intelligence, maybe something with the moon. You know what I'm saying? Whether you think there's a secret space base, uh, Steph Curry thinks that we never went to the moon. And a lot of people think that, you know, I have my own skepticisms of the moon, but it's like, if something happened around the moon or aliens or like people deep in the government, probably doing things that are so disturbing that no one can deny. I think that's what unites people. And I, I think that's the hammer that maybe Q is referring to uh, that would drop. And I, to me, I don't know how they're going to do it. 
I obviously I'm not foolish. So I've researched enough to have some ideas of where I think it's going to come from and what direction. But to be honest, I think that is the big uniter is some sort of hammer dropping that the left and the right from Alex Jones to conservative Fox people to you guys to, you know, to left wing something that's so undeniable that everyone comes together. But with the, with the seven million, if that happens next week, I will buy a praying medic shirt or make, I'll make one. <laughs> I don't have any praying medic shirts, but you can make one if you want. Um, arts and crafts, baby. <laughs> well, I, I believe that relatively quickly, some the question is going to be forced. Someone's going to have to ask the question, you know, it's kind of, Weird how like the mainstream media right every week they're writing these articles, you know, hit jobs on cue. And they go into these press conferences with Trump. All they have to do is ask Trump, hey, is Q real or not? <laughs> but it's they won't true. ask the question. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. It is it is strange that they haven't. Maybe, maybe they're trying to quash it before it gets big, like an Alex Jones or, or such. But uh yeah. I would like to see the question asked. But like I said, unless seven military generals. I think Trump uh, would would maybe not. He's in a pickle. If they ask him if QAnon's real, he's in a pickle because if he says, you know, I'm not sure, people are going to say yes. If he says no, people are going to get mad. If he says yes, like it's one of those things where it's like, I don't. I would like to see someone ask, but at the same time, unless he brought out military generals, I don't know that him not disavowing Q. To me, it's like why doesn't you know, CNN disavows certain groups and certain chunks of people is because they desperately need them for support. So it's like Trump is kind of the same way. No one, no one wants to disavow their, their viewers. I, I think Trump has thought about this uh, extensively. And I think he has a plan of what he is going to say when a reporter finally asks a question. I don't think it's just going to be, oh, yeah, you know, Q is, uh, supporters are good people. I don't think that's going to be the answer. I think uh, Trump is going to either completely disavow any uh, connection with Q or Trump will give us extensive proof and information about Q team and the operation. I think we're just going to be one of those two. Big drop. Trust the plan. Trust Trump the plan. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll say trust the plan. And, yeah, and big trust drop. the plan. So one day, I mean... That's the thing. I'm. That's why I don't hate too much either way. Uh, I know as people are in, invested in taking the movement down, and some people are invested in it being true, which is okay. You know, to each their own. I don't really hate on anyone, but I guess we will see on that note what happens and uh, how extreme it is. You know, that's what makes America exciting. Every day is a new thing. It's it's pretty wild. I, I would like people to stop trying to destroy Christmas and Rudolph and call everything racist, but you know, we all have our dreams and goals. We'll get there one day. Last hey, question, and then I'll let you. I'll, let Martin's you version of uh, "Baby It's Cold Outside" is now the number two downloaded song this year, <laughs> thanks to all the people who've been hating on the racist, misogynist, evil. Uh, you know, "Baby It's Cold Outside." I, I don't even know why people do stuff like this, but every time you attack something, you make it more popular. Oh, it backfires. Same with like their NRA attack. I mean, I think the NRA support, like everything they do, it backfires because they baselessly attack it they don't show any evidence they use emotions and it's like that strategy worked temporarily but it's really not working and maybe it didn't work as well as they thought last after, question real after deciding not to sh sell guns and ammunition anymore dick sporting goods is closing 21 stores oh i mean literally they, they, every time 
who goes to Dick's? I mean, obviously athletes and stuff that are leftists, but I mean, it's a large portion of conservatives. I, I don't know what these companies are thinking of. They've lied to themselves about like who people are so much that I think they've actually believed themselves. And they're like, no, 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 there's not a lot of people. They're all extremists. And you're like, no, it's literally like half the world and it's growing. So it's like jokes on them. Cause like, I, I shouldn't be here. You know, I should be like rapping or like working a nine to five or something or, or doing something else. But they made me popular only because they suck so much. Like I'm not really that special. I'm just like not a complete moron. And I, that's why I, I always say like, I'm not even really attacking the left. Like they, I'm like, stop doing this. It's not working for you. It's working for Trump. It's working for Bolsonaro. It's working for the yellow vest. Like you're the number one recruiter to these movements. So it's like, they get mad at me. Don't tell me the truth. I'm like, if you want to lose, that's fine. I like, I'm not, it's up to you. But like, I, I figured I'd save you some time and emotion. Like their strategy sucks. All right. You got one more question. Cause yeah, I let's do it. Coming up at one o'clock. So uh, what's your most convincing evidence? Anybody, including myself, like what's, what's, if you got a minute or two minute pitch to why they should uh, believe the, the QAnon movement or follow it, what is it? My most convincing evidence. Uh, that is a good question. I, I've done uh, a thread on Q proofs and I put in there some, some of the more compelling drops that Q has put out. Q somehow is always able to have the inside track on breaking news that no one else has. And I'll just give you a couple of examples. When Allison Mack was arrested in connection to the Nexium sex cult, uh, she was arrested on April 20th. And all the news stories on the 20th and the 21st just announced that Allison Mack had been arrested, she had been arraigned, and she pled not guilty. All right. That was the only, you can go and look at dozens of news articles from the 20th and 21st of April. And all they reported on was that she was arrested and arraigned. On the 20th, the day Allison Mack was arrested, Q posted, Mack is naming names, big names, Hollywood and government. All right. Proof. And there was some other content in that, in that drop. This was on the 20th. It wasn't until Three days later, on the 23rd, when the mainstream media started to report that Allison Mack was in an agreement with prosecutors and was cooperating and naming names. No one in the, in the media knew about it until April 23rd. Q was already posting about it on the 20th. How did Q know? Have information nobody else had. Okay, number one. Number two, uh, back in November of last year, Q suggested that a U.S. attorney was working with, was creating sealed indictments about D.C. corruption outside of D.C. This is November of last year. Q was suggesting that a U.S. attorney had been appointed by the DOJ to investigate D.C. corruption. That was not made public until March of this year when Sessions announced he had appointed John Huber back in November uh, to investigate DC corruption. How did Q know about that? In, uh, let's see, there, prior to the Hawaiian false missile alert, when I think this was in, was it in January? There was a, a false missile alert that went off. People in Hawaii kind of freaked out. They thought there was an incoming ballistic missile. Q had been posting about that potential of for a, 
a false miss alert, a DEFCON situation a week before it happened. How did Q know about that? Before Trump agreed to meet with Kim Jong-un to have the peace negotiations and talks about denuclearization, that happened in June. Back in March, Q was already telling us Trump met with Kim in China in the Forbidden City and they had already hammered out the agreements of denuclearization. And we were watching it roll out. And as March and April and May and June rolled on, we watched as the negotiations happened, uh, the diplomats talked, they finally set up a meeting, Trump and Kim met in June. Q was telling us about that in March, all right? The thing for me that is, comp oh, here's another one. Back in January, January of this year, Q said, put a post, 13 members of Obama's cabinet and staff were using private email to get around the NSA. In June, when the Inspe DOJ Inspector General's report came out, one of the things that the Inspector General noted was 13 members of the Obama cabinet and staff were using private emails. How did Q know in January something that only came out and publicly released in June in the Inspector General's report? So, you know, you look at all these little data points, how Q seems to know months or days or weeks ahead of time, things are going to happen. And then we get the news story or the report later that verifies what Q has told us. Um, to me, if you look at that evidence and say, how, how the heck does Q know this stuff is coming ahead of time? To me, it's obvious that Q must have some kind of insider information that the rest of us don't have. All right. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate that two, three minute pitch. And one thing is for sure, regardless of how mad the left wing media to the right wing media uh, gets at QAnon, this movement has ballooned. I don't think it's going anywhere, even if they start kicking people off Twitter. Uh, you don't convince people of your side of the debate by banning them and saying that they don't exist. It didn't work for Trump. It's not going to work for QAnon. And I'm here with Praying Medic. Thank you for taking time. One thing is for sure, no matter what both sides think too, you're now a legend and you have etched yourself in this insane 2018 digital realm of American world politics where we're in the middle of it. It's pretty amazing times. Pretty crazy. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me on the show and uh, spending your day with me. Yeah, no problem. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Let me know what you think in the comments. I'm sure you already have. I'll read a few after. Uh, thanks again, Praying Medic. I'll be back with more stuff and I'm sure he will be too.